Hello. Hello there. It is, it is we. We are us. Oh, gosh. And we are this podcast. Ta-da! What's up? Um, the thing that stinks is I'm clicking and my, my mic is totally going to pick up on it. Yeah. Fancy mic <sighs> oh, leads to fancy well. problems. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you I always say. It's what you've always said. I've never said this anything that was not quote that. from Claire Oldham. Indeed, uh, Claire Oldham, as I like to say. Um, we've got some some updates before we jump in, um, but first, I'm Kimmy. Oh, and I'm Claire. And, and this is Anxiety, Depression, and the Real Questions. And this is our third episode since we started re-recording. Or started recording again, I guess, not re-recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on a new platform now, which anyone who's listened to two previous episodes will know. And yeah, we're, we're starting anew. Yay. Um, but we've pushed this recording back a day and then another day and then an hour and then another hour. That's how it be, you know, because <laughs> life is insane. And I've been trying to work out more because since, since being on Adderall, for my ADHD, I've lost a lot of weight. But lately, for one, I drank too much over the weekend. Woo. <laughs> too much beer. Um, and I so many calories. So mm. I'm feeling gross and bloated. And also, it's the time of the month coming up. So I'm also just bloated because of that. So I've been trying to work out more because I've also been needing to mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. working out again. Because Carol, bless her. Last time I met with her, <laughs> she was like, I feel really gross saying this because, like, I just feel gross saying this. But maybe if you worked out, you would feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is a proven thing that it's good for mental health. Like, it is a thing. But, like, it sucks to, one, like, think about that and to do it and to recommend it and to... Uh, but yeah, like it's a thing. It it's science. It's just it's stupid science. It is. Well, it's and the problem isn't even that it's science. The problem is that people, in particular, it it, it became such a cliche, mm. and that's why it feels so gross to say it because it is proven. It's proven that. A lot of times working out with mental health and stuff, that it releases endor- – working out physical activity, it releases endorphins. That's proven. Mm-hmm. It's scientifically proven. But the problem is that it became such a cliche for people to be like, well, you would feel better if you just worked out. That it just you ends up have making you, have you tried? people feel worse, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of what it's supposed to do because then you just, like, get so depressed and you feel guilty that, like, you're not working out and that you're, like, fat and gross and ugly or whatever it is that your brain tells you. Because you're already not in a good spot. And that if you would just work out, everything would be better, which is not true. It's the same as just pray more. Yeah. It like, just, it does. Just, pr- just like, pray harder. Of course. Like, these things are beneficial. Health and physical health 
are going to be beneficial. Like that's not in question, but like, don't don't belittle exact yeah someone's pain to that there's and this what they're going to through. make it seem like a quick fix. And also, like, if you would just, because that is just like mm-hmm. not at all how it works. Exactly. And it's such a good because, distinction. And here's here's some sound advice that I learned the hard way. No one ever gave me this advice mm-hmm. because I just had to learn. <laughs> uh, but when I, the week before I was admitted to the hospital, um, I had been really big into working out about the year before and things like that. I had lost a lot of weight. You know, this was back when I was like 18, 19 years old. I was 19, I think. Lost tons of weight. But I learned this the hard way, um, which is, you know, when I was working out a lot and stuff, all of that, all of that jazz, I learned very quickly that if I was already having an anxiety attack or if something was already very, very not okay, working out was going to make it worse. Mm. So this is some sound advice to anyone listening that if you have anxiety attacks and no one has told you this yet, do not try to work out if you're in the middle of an anxiety attack because it's literally just going to make it worse. Or if you can like really feel it building up because I remember 6 a.m. on a Monday morning the day before I was hospitalized, I had been going to the gym, to the rec every day with my roommate. We get to the roommate. I got on the elliptical. I was already not okay. I was not feeling it. And I got on the elliptical and I started having a panic attack on the elliptical. And I ended up just having an anxiety attack in the corner of the top floor of the rec. Like, you know, where the treadmills and the ellipticals mm-hmm. were like on the top floor of the rec. And then there was like a corner with mats and mm-hmm. stuff. I literally just ended up sitting in the far corner on the mats facing the corner like not okay and my roommate she had been on the she had been walking the track and she walked she took a a lap and she saw me and she was like uh do we need to leave Mm. I was like I need to leave like Mm. I can walk back because we were living on campus at the time and she was like do we need to leave and I was like I definitely need to leave you don't have to leave but I, I I need to leave I can't stay here like I'm not okay so there's that like don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't force yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it like, it, no, well, not a similar thing has happened to me, but, um, going to talk about the time you ran around the park. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, two stories. One is like a success story, which is the run around the park story. But the second one is more like what happened to you where it was like not good. So, that one was, um, I was more in my recovery stage from like the really bad times or no, 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 I wasn't in the recovery stage, but I was like doing, I was starting to do all these things that were supposed to help. Right. So I was like learning about what recovery could look like. And so one of the things I got into is yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I this. Yes, I and so sometimes me. yoga was a good thing, but like for this particular one, like I got up in the morning and I had had a really bad night, and so I was like, well, I know that I'm supposed to exercise and it's going to help me feel better, so I'm going to do some yoga, and then I will have a good day. And I did yoga, and then like got in my car to drive over to my parents' house and had like this complete panic attack, and I was so upset 
because I was like, that was supposed to help. You know what I mean? Like, and so I like put it like on working out that like it was supposed to calm me down and like do all this stuff. And it's like, it seemed to either like not do anything or like make it worse. It didn't, it wasn't like directly related to making it worse, but maybe it was like so weird. And so it's the important distinction that yes, working out can help, but it's not a cure. It's not a cure all. It's a factor. And then the other time was when I had had, um, I hadn't slept. Um, and so I scheduled an emergency session with my therapist, um, at like 8am cause I hadn't slept all night because I was anxious and I was in a really bad spot and I went over to my therapist's office and she was like, so this is the success story. And she was like, okay, game plan mode. Like you got to get sleep and you have to get food in your body. These are absolute necessities because your brain isn't going to be able to heal or function or do any of the things it needs to do unless those two things are taken care of. So priority. And so she was like, to do that, you're probably going to have to like exercise to get a lot of the adrenaline out of your body to actually be able to like go to sleep because you haven't slept. And so Mm. I was like, I got you. And she like, we talked and I felt so much better, like really felt a lot better after talking to her. And then I was like, okay, so my mind is so much more clear. I have a game plan. And so I was like, hey, there's a park across the street from my therapist's office. Let me just, let me just take off. Let me just take off running. And I did. (laughs) So I tried to run around this lake and I didn't make it. And there were construction guys and they were looking at me because I was running in like flip flops, like next to a business, a place of business. And I was like, like holding my car keys in my hand. But it, I seriously got all this energy out. I didn't realize how much of like this, like in my chest adrenaline there was. And it like really like I made myself so physically tired. And then I got in my car and drove home, cooked myself an egg, stuffed it in my mouth, fell immediately to sleep, woke up. I was a new human being. It was awesome. This is slightly off topic, but slightly not considering what we are like all this, the direction we've well, gone. We, well, I was starting like with, and I started with updates of like, we pushed cause I was, Oh, like, cause you were working out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been trying to do that more. Um, and we've been trying to eat healthier a little bit too mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyler and I are also working on refinancing our student loans because mm. student loans are hell. Um, mm. And that's, again, another topic for another time. But really quickly, before we, like, jump completely in, even though we've touched a little bit on what we're going to talk about, last week we talked about 21 Pilots. And today, earlier today, while we were, the day that we were recording this, they released their music video for Saturday, which is a bop. So good. I love that song. I love that song so much. I was thinking this while I, I've watched the video so many times. Um, and I was thinking this like two times, like, cause I was watching it as Claire joined the call for us to record this. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, if they don't play this, like if Claire doesn't have this played at her wedding, I'm going to be so mad. Like if her wedding isn't on a Saturday, 
<laughs> and we don't blare this as loud as possible. Oh man! Like I'm gonna like like you're not allowed to get married. Yeah, for like, sure. If you don't, if that if that doesn't well, happen, well, it'll definitely. If it doesn't, um, I am not engaged. By the way, dear listeners, Kimmy is just very <laughs> excited for me, um, and my relationship. Uh, it is not. Oh goodness. Anyway, but like, with that. If it's not played at my wedding, <laughs> I think that maybe it would be, it would definitely be played somewhere like bachelorette party or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, I've got you no matter what yeah. you are correct and it shall be played. Yeah. It's, it's going to be good. But I was also thinking about this because anyone who hasn't watched it, if you like 21 pilots, even if you don't go watch it, it's a really, it's a really good video. It builds into the lore a lot. It's really funny um, because they're, they're very um they have such great personalities and they're so they're, um, oh, it's hilarious they've, they've i feel like they've grown so much and it looked like even though it's going into the lore of the of the world that they're supposed to be in tyler looked like he had a lot of fun with it mm-hmm. like he he looked like he was very genuinely having fun mm-hmm. and that's something that you didn't see too much in the older mm-hmm. videos he didn't show that and he, I, again, I think it's him purposely showing it because, you know, what's going into it. But the last point I want to make about it is at the very end when you're seeing trash, like, swimming underneath them. I know that he's supposed to be, like, great and all. It freaked me so out. Scary. So hardcore. Because, like, I... I was never afraid of, like, water and oceans and, like, all of that until I got older. Mm. And then, like, the possibility of what's in the water, like, really started to get to me as I got older. And when I was, I think I was 19. I think I, I, actually, I think I was 18. I went to visit my old youth minister, who I talked about last week, um, and his family. And we went to, funny enough, Sweetwater, Tennessee, because they live in Tennessee. And it's the largest known underground lake. Nope. And it's these, this big cave. Big it's like nope. Carlsbad Caverns. And they like turn the lights off and you can. Mm-mm. And it was really cool. But they're like, yeah, we're going to take you out on a boat and Mm-mm. like on the lake. And it's really well lit. So like that's cool. Um, but I like when they told me this, I was like, cool. It's going to be like a normal sized boat. Like it's going to be a little motorized cool boat. It is a cool motorized boat with a clear bottom. But I was thinking like. Big lake, like largest known underground lake. This is going to be a pretty big boat. No, they were like little rowboats that had like motor. Like it was like a fishing boat, mm. you know, like a little one yeah. at the clear bottom. Um, and like, like the, it, my youth minister's daughter at the time, let's see, this was five years ago. She's like 13 now. So that would have made her what, like eight? My gosh. She was pretty young either way. Uh, and yeah, so I was freaked out cause she was like moving around and like the boat was rocking and I was like holding onto the thing. Nope. Like if this boat tips over, I'm gonna lose my mind. I don't care if there's nothing in here. Cause they were like, yeah, you know, uh, we've sent divers to explore deeper into the cave, nope. but there was a small collapse. And so no divers <laughs> will go down there anymore. And, you know, we put, we've like released fish down here to see if they make it out anywhere and they haven't. So like, there's not any like openings that we know of that they'll get out of. Like they just stay down here. And I'm like, I don't care. 
Nope. The because unknown. I just have this really strong feeling that Nessie's about to come up and kill yeah, me. for sure. And drowning is not the way I want to no. go. Yeah, so for me, friend, I can't do caves. Can't do it. We, Even, oh, like, the thought of it makes me... It's like the like this idea of like a big hole in the ground is the most horrifying thing I could possibly think of. Um, so like really really deep ocean is also scary, um, but not like I don't know. There's just like some sort of degree of separation as opposed to like a cave. Um, but what about underwater caves? See, that's like the worst case scenario. <laughs> there was like a movie about that or something, and it was like you know there's underwater. So there's so many movies, movies about, that. about that and like being like trapped. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, kill me like shoot me in the head no thank you you know like like rather than let me okay <laughs> last thing really fast before we jump in. I'm sorry like we we're getting so off topic but it reminds me I was like this was at least 11 years ago mm-hmm. so I was like like it, at least 11 years ago if not longer it's it probably longer than that because Patrick and Brian were only dating at the time, which is my brother, and both of my brothers have been married for ten years this year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they watched some stupid movie, mm-hmm. and I and I still to this day remember, it, and it was one of those like spelunking vid- movies where they're down in a cave and like all this other stuff, and it was based off of a true story, which made it no. even worse. Because like the the only the literally the only survivor of it like was still living when the movie was made and all of that, like all, all of these awful things. Anyway. So yeah, that like scarred me, but it, uh, funny enough, like I'm such an adrenaline junkie. Like I don't like heights, but I love hiking in high mm-hmm. places. I love the idea of like skydiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I'm claustrophobic, but I love like going through caves and like the exploring of it to a degree. Um, but all of these things give me, <laughs> extreme anxiety which funny enough finally our segue uh (laughs) our topic this week listen um i've been listening to a lot of three peens in a pod which is markiplier's old podcast with his Mm, friends and okay their their big segue was always anyway (laughs) anyway our segue for that's 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 what we got Anyway, our, say, our, our topic that we chose today is mental health and relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of navigating that. Because I think that it's, it's not even, at this point, I don't even think it's just my opinion. Like this is just a thing. Mental health and relationships is so important. Understanding each other, understanding the differences, understanding what the other needs, and understanding how to react when the other is not doing okay. Mm-hmm. Huge huge because like uh, Tyler and I are so different in our mental health stuff Mm -hmm. but at the same time we're so similar and you and I have had so many conversations about this Mm. but at the same time like we've made so much discovery about each other Mm. and about ourselves since being together because I had suspicions of ADHD and all of that before I met him but he was like really adamant about it once we once we met. He was like, You definitely right. have it. But then with him, after we broke up for the first time, was when I realized just how anxious of a person he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting to see how that affects your relationship because he and I are so volatile. 
not even volatile, but my anxiety triggers his anxiety. Mm. And then our stress reactions are literally the complete opposite. Because mm-hmm. mine is, don't leave. Sit right here with me mm-hmm. and comfort me. And his stress reaction is, get away from me. I don't want any human near right. me. I, I need, need to, to deal be alone. with this. Yeah. So I pull and he pushes. And then it's just like this, this explosion of not good. Yeah. Because we're both pushed beyond our limit. Which... During that time after we broke up, Carol, I was, I had at the time only been seeing Carol, I think once a month or Mm -hmm. once every two weeks or something like that. And I went back to seeing her twice a week after he and I broke up Mm -hmm. because I just realized I, I had a lot to deal with. And I remember her telling me, she was like, y'all are both drowning right now, but you're both trying to help and be helped by the other. And then you're just drowning each other even more. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> if if both of y'all, yeah, exactly. If both of y'all are like struggling in the water, trying to grab onto each other, it's just going to make you sink faster. Yeah. Like, n- and not in the sense of like grab onto each other, like be there for each other, but like grab onto each other, like here, let me help fix you. Or like here, help me help like be here for you kind of thing. Like it's just a. Well, and not even. Yeah. It is the be there for them. Yeah. It is be there for each other because as she said, she's like, if you're already drowning, you can't help save someone else. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to figure out. She's like, you need to start treading water again. Yeah. You got to figure out you your stuff. You need to figure out. Yeah. And then you can help each other. But she's like, you need to start treading water individually before you can do anything for the other. Because she's like, if you're trying to do everything together and you're trying to figure this out, she's like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Because literally, you're just going to drown each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I love her metaphors because they get, they start getting dark. Oh my gosh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but she was like, yeah, like, you literally, like, you, if you're drowning, like, a lifeguard, a lifeguard isn't someone who's already also you know, next to you, drowning like dying yeah like you know so that is something that has stuck with me and it's so easy to forget sometimes because mm-hmm. I am very much I get this from my mother who gets it from her mother um I will literally run myself into the ground mm. because it makes Helping someone else, doing things for other people makes me feel better. It's like a high that I get Mm -hmm. because it gives me purpose. And um, it's funny because my sister-in-laws and my brothers and Tyler and I have all taken, we've all taken the love language quiz. Mm, Yeah. And my sister-in-law was telling me it was so funny because acts of service is either number one or two for all three siblings. Dang. Like literally acts of service and then receiving gifts is like last <laughs> for all three of us. And she was laughing so hard because she's like, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, I, yeah. Like she's like knowing she's like, I've been in your family for almost, you know, 13 years. Actually, this this December, it'll be 14 years since she and Patrick started dating. She's like, yeah, after knowing your mom for so long, that makes complete sense. There you go. Because y'all are all like you got that trait from your mom. Like. Period. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> so that's really funny because this happened the other day and I had completely forgotten about it until just now. But I was, um, Chase and I had a really long day and I was sitting on the couch and I was like, come here, like, come here. I want a hug kind of thing. Like, come here. And he was like, 
he looked at me and he goes, you are asking for physical touch, but I will give you acts of service. Like, that's what you're getting. And he made me an egg. And he, <laughs> he made me food. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing it. I can't. I'm too tired. Like, <laughs> He's like, this is what you're getting. <laughs> and I died. Because I wasn't taking it seriously. I was I was intentionally being annoying. But, like, I... Physical touch is way higher on me on like my thing that I ever thought it was, because I really didn't think you're really not I'm that physically not touchy. Affected. Okay, but you are though. Yeah. So like you like you are though, because I'm thinking specifically of the time on my birthday two oh. years ago when we were at Gaslight in Lubbock. And you'd had a few too many drinks. And I remember, I I don't know what my nails were painted, but my nails were painted. And you were holding my hand in your hand, looking at them, going, ooh, these are pretty. And my hand was really close to your face. And the thought crossed my mind of, if she gets my hand any closer, she's going to lick my hand. <laughs> and as that thought went through my mind, you raised my hand and licked it. I'm in the middle. <laughs> see okay Fellow, dear listeners i have zero memory of this which does show but we have multiple witnesses multiple witnesses it. but it does show how many drinks i have had so i think i should be excused and b One. i like the more it that story has been told though it it actually does make sense i have no memory of it but it actually does make sense because this is what I do. And so um, I, yeah, it's like way more than I thought it w- was like physical touch. Like I just like, I, I just like mess with, I just like, I'm always, I'm always Cause you're, being you're, irritating. You're not an overly touchy, like affectionate person. No. You're just like a, you're just like a touch. Like, cause I never realized consciously how high physical touch would be for me until I took the quiz and then I realized like yeah it makes complete and total sense because like Mm -hmm. Tyler gets so annoyed with me because like and and people notice this too like if he and I are sitting next to each other and I've always been the kind of person that puts my legs up and supposedly it's like a blood flow thing Mm -hmm. like I have to have my legs up but like if we're sitting next to each other like I have my legs draped across his like if we're not in a formal situation Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, like, touch. And, like, I have my hand on his back or he has his hand on, on my, like, back or on my waist or something like that. Because physical touch for me is one. That is my first. And then acts of service is next. But I was, like, I saw physical touch and I was, like, this does not surprise me at all. Right. So. Like, it did, but it it's, didn't. That one's my surprise one. Like, I didn't see that coming. But Chase is not at all a ch- touchy person. He does not want to be touched. Um, ever. And I'm like, am I not the exception? He's like, no, (laughs) sorry. Bye. Like, get away from me. And I'm like, um, and (laughs) he like, like, of course he will. But like, it's, (laughs) I basically just bother him all the time. And so, yeah, the fact that he was like, he just went, we've never talked about love languages before. We have never spoken of it. And that is how he decided to like say, is like, bring love languages into it being like you're getting acts of service darn you like this is what's happening as he's in the kitchen like cooking me something and like (laughs) 
I just really, really, really love that. That he's just like, you want a physical touch, but you get acts of service. Oh and then he just, and the way you said it of, and then he made me an egg. He made me an egg. <laughs> he made me an egg. Like, that just makes sense. Oh, my Like, it's so gosh. funny because, like, because that, love languages and Enneagrams, they're so telling for mental health, too. They really are. Because we've talked about anagrams in the past, and eventually I'm going to... We're on a new platform now. Eventually I'm going to start re-uploading... Oh, yeah, and being, like, all, past some of our older kind of thing. Stuff. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to me because enneagrams, by the time... When we recorded the episode about enneagrams... Our, our episode about enneagrams was when I figured out what Tyler mm. was, which he's a five. And I looked up the relationship between ones and fives. And I felt so attacked. Mm. Because it's so accurate. Yeah. It's scarily accurate. And it's so interesting to me um, how they can play in. And, and it's really funny because people are like, it's like a horoscope. And I was like, it's not, though. It, it really isn't. Because it actually, horoscopes are crap. Horoscopes are where like what time you're born and like where you're born and stuff like this is what is your core motivation and way you view the world and then how that like influences everything about you horoscopes are more used to justify actions enneagrams are supposed to be used to understand again your core like values your core Fears, like, motivations, fears, feelings, exactly. Like for what you do, like it's and they're not meant to be used to justify. They're meant to be used to learn. And like, how what, can I what grow from growth this? Looks like and what like um, they they almost say like stress, but there's another word for it of like the the opposite of growth, like what unhealthiness and unhealthy patterns, mm-hmm. like yeah, when they, you're they not in a like good unhealthy. place like what that looks like and how to notice it and how to sort of combat those things. And, and they so call useful. you out. Gosh, they straight up call you out. Like you and I had a conversation about this just a few months ago and we were texting each other pictures back and forth from the descriptions from the Enneagram Institute. And it was like, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but I remember texting you the screenshot and being like, I've been attacked. No. Because it was like your self-righteous ego oh, I know. or something Mine like that. Mine is like self-pitying, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my like, God. They, they go at you hard. <laughs> oh like, it's like, it's like, don't let your, and, and, and they give like solid advice. They're like, don't let your self-righteous ego get in the way or like your, you know, whatever. And like, here's how you can identify this and grow from it. Like, here's how you can avoid these these traits because they're not healthy. Yeah. Like, in, for anyone, especially you. Um, and so that's interesting because the way – I don't want to interrupt you, but, like, the way that mental health interacts with Enneagram is also interesting. That, like, sometimes if you – like, it's, like, a part of it and also kind of separate. Because I've noticed that people with, like, clinical depression often might test – originally as a four or have four really high or on their really list and like four. a really anxious people. And then also like six, a six is known for being like a very, very anxious one. And so I tested really high for us as a six because I have clinical anxiety, but like 
I'm not a six because that's not my key motivation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like my core is about identity and questions of identity always. And it always has been. But then like a six has to do with security, which makes so much sense in terms of anxiety because anxiety is all about like the what if, you know, like, ah, um, and not, and just being like looking ahead and being like basically hardcore afraid all the time. And I experience that and that does play into my fourness, but I'm not a six because that's not my key motivation. It's a, just a part of it. So I've noticed that as one thing. And that's not like a hard and fast rule, but it's something I've noticed. And I think that it does make it interesting how it can be a factor, but also very separate because like our mental health is like kind of a part of who we are, right? Like it's a part of the package, but I think that in some ways it's like attached to our core and yet separate. Well, it, it is because our anxieties come from mm. when our core motivations and our core values are not met. Mm-hmm. So if you think about mine, like we're about to get real deep here. Go Cause girl. I mean, I know, I know my stuff like the, I'm trying to find, cause I, I made a page for myself in my journal for type one. Cause I'm a type one wing nine, but I also more that I think about it, I think I might have even wings because mm. I, I've, I also lean strongly towards the two, which is like the helper mm. because of my mom. My mom is a two wing one. Um, very clearly like that's, she's probably the only one in my family that I was able to nail down like immediately, immediately. like you are a two wing yep. one. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my brother is a one wing two and the other one I think is a three. Threes are I hard. I have no idea about threes. Three. We can we'll, we need to do another Enneagram episode. We do. Yeah, we don't want to get we, too lost in the weeds. But but looking into mental health, like strong uh, for for ones strong personal convictions, highly critical of self and others, like very much the mm. the reformer, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to change the world to be what I view as right. Mm-hmm. Like that's very much me. That's also very much my brother. Um, but the basic fear that is, that is addressed as for ones is being corrupt or defective. And if we're being real here, that is my anxiety right there. Being left behind, being corrupt, being defective, being unwanted, being like not being useful, which was, goes back to my acts of service thing of like, I show my affection and, and, we're about to get real deep here because like Carol got on to me when we made this revelation when I was with her because she was like, it was the end of the session and she was like, you're not allowed to unpack this by yourself. Mm. <laughs> but it was like, oh, if I keep providing things, if I keep doing things, then I keep being useful, which means you will keep wanting me around. Mm-hmm. Which the problem comes when, and my anxiety, the strongest an- anxious breakdown that I had before I was hospitalized and was diagnosed with anxiety was I'm still providing use. Why are you leaving me behind? Mm-hmm. I'm st- it's all like, connected, friends. Like, I'm, I still see myself as useful. I'm still providing good things. Here's all the things that I'm doing for you, but I'm not provi- I wasn't providing what the person wanted, mm-hmm. which is my ex, which he wanted one thing, and I wasn't providing that anymore, or that wasn't enough or whatever. And so that sent me into you know, the deep spiral of self-worth and all of those other things because it's like I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. 
so why are you leaving? Yeah. Like, why aren't you here? Why are, like, am I broken? Am I defect? Mm-hmm. Like, which looking into Enneagrams makes so much, so much sense. Making sense. Like, it's, it, it. <laughs> but that's what I'm like, saying is that you didn't test as a one. Like, you tested as, as a four. four because a four. of, like, you, like, are, well, well, for one thing, one's stress towards a four. But again, we're not getting into an yeah, Enneagram exactly. episode. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. But like, yeah. Um, but with with relationships, right? Like the way that mental health interacts with Enneagram and the way that Enneagram interacts with relationships, it does all start to like go together. Because I was thinking about like um, how for me, I have become more okay how do I put this see like interacting with my boyfriend Chase has shown me how many of like like we're similar in these ways to where like we're both like we both think about the world in a really weird way and we're both just very strange and like deep thinkers and like that kind of thing um and but like the more that I talk about what my brain does and what it's telling me and what I, what I'm thinking about, the more he's like, Oh my goodness. Like your brain is a terror. Yes. And he says, yeah, he he has told me your brain is a terrorist that is actively against you in like most cases. And I'm like, welcome to our. Minds. Yeah, I think I like knew that, but I've never like put it in those terms before. And it was really interesting to be like, oh, yeah, it is like, that's how it works. Like it is. I'm sitting there. Everything's fine. And then my brain is like, hey, what, what about this? <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, hey, can we not do that? But then sometimes right I get now. stuck on it. Um, and then when I tell Chase that, like, you know, like, what my brain was telling me was this. He's like, what in the wide world? Um, Why would your brain tell you that? And, but also I've noticed that, like, his mental health stuff is really different. And so sometimes it is really hard for us to, like, understand each other, right? So, like, he is, like, he's just sort of accepting that sometimes his brain gets sad. He also kind of has a harder time differentiating, like, because I, I very clearly differentiate between, like, my brain is doing this, but, like, I'm not kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, I've mm-hmm. separated them, um, which my therapist told me to do, by the way. I wasn't just, like, I'm compartmentalizing. She, like, helped me do that. Um, because, well, because that that's the thing. It's not good for everybody, but it helps you. Yeah, because, like, I... I needed to understand my anxiety through the lens of it being a chemical imbalance um, and not who I am and my identity. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so that is what that is. It's uh, so, yeah. Um, whereas for Chase, he kind of sees it as like, he has a more like, yeah, like it is what it is. And like, I'm going to go through phases of just everything being like, like, it's a very kind of like, it's a generally pessimistic worldview, which comes from, you know, depression. Um, But it's very functional. 
And so I'm not really sure what to do. Yeah. Uh, I think what's hilarious is we've talked about this before because you and I, it's funny how lately, not necessarily lately, but the, a few months ago, we were like very much in the same boat mental health wise, but for different mm. reasons and like in different situations. Mm. And we were talking about this because you were describing something to me and I was like, I don't know how you did it, but you found literally the Claire version of Tyler. Yeah. And it's hilarious to me because they are very, very different. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're different humans, but they're also so similar because for Tyler, it's so funny because he's very logical. Mm -hmm. He's very straightforward. If it's not logical, it doesn't make sense to him. And so for the longest time, it was really funny because it was like (laughs) getting him to understand that, no, (laughs) there is no logic in this world. (laughs) It isn't logical. Like, mm. emotions, like, they can't, like, a lot of times they can be logical, but they, some most of the time, like, especially for me and my anxious brain, they can't be. And he's, he's to the point now where he's like, yeah, I know this isn't logical, but why are you <laughs> giving into right. Like, because it, it's rough for him, like, and it, because it just, again, our brains work differently. And it's me sitting there going, yeah, I know this isn't logical, but I can't make it go right. away. And that's what's really hard for him because he's a little bit, he's much better at, and a lot of people that I've known are much better at like knowing like, yeah, this isn't logical. This doesn't make sense. So, so I can like, I'm just I not going to give it any. not give it weight and I can set it aside and I can like, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. have to like, take this on, uh, which I've gotten exactly. better at doing after. Uh, so that was something that I wasn't able to do when I wasn't in a good place. And then when I started taking medicine, that was something that I was started to be able to do. Um, but it's still not, it, and it never will be because it's how my brain is wired. Easy. It won't ever be perfect. Like that it's Mm-mm. sometimes very difficult for me to um, be like, I see this as a thing, like step outside of it. I see this as a thing that I don't need to give way to. Therefore I can like boop, put it over here and be like, aha, there it is, let it go, kind of thing. Um, That is very, very hard. Very, very hard. And because Mm -hmm. I feel, and I think you've never described it the same way as me, but because I feel emotions in my body, that means Mm -hmm. that my physical experience is whatever crazy thought I'm I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? And how it makes Mm -hmm. me feel. So if I think... Um, I've never actually thought this, but I'm going to use this as an example. If I think that Chase hates me, if I'm sitting there being like, he hates me, and I'm experiencing that feeling, that that means that now Mm -hmm. I have to deal with that feeling. And that that means that now I have to, like, talk about that with Chase. But, like, I don't want him to think that that's what, like, I really think. So it gets really, Mm -hmm. really, really Mm -hmm. complicated. And I've heard of different ways that people... Um, deal with that and so Chase and I have had a couple of conversations about like how I I've like described this to him to try and like help him understand me a little bit more is that I'm like I I like need him to understand that like I do need his help kind of invalidating those feelings but also understanding yeah, you, the validity of like that, that I'm experiencing them. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> I need help. I'm unlogicaling, unlog, 
Um, yeah, you're gonna like. I need help with the logic of it. I need logic, but also that is but what I'm validate what I'm feeling. Exactly, because your feelings are yeah. Valid. Because you're feeling, and I don't them. need to be told so that I'm not feeling them, feeling them valid. or that like I just need to stop because that's not something that occurs. And so we've kind of like had conversations like that, and I think that it has really helped, um, like him uh, understand a little bit of like what it is that's like that's like kind of always going to be a thing for me um Mm -hmm. is that I need like a simultaneous validation invalidation and like what Mm -hmm. exactly needs to be validated and invalidated at that given point it's complicated (laughs) y'all because it's so rough because there's I have so many points that I've been thinking Mm. about because you and I've talked about this so much lately because I've been having a rough time Mm. lately just mentally and it goes back to a little bit of being the one of like being hard on myself and having like un, un um, fair expectations for mm. myself because then I go into Enneagram the like one. it's Woo-hoo. a Enneagram one they're so great right <laughs> <laughs> but like it's the and I've struggled with this for years of you're always told to trust your gut but how can you when you when you're in this bad of a state how can you tell if it's your gut or if it's your anxiety mm-hmm. which I think I've talked about that before of how can I tell what the difference is but recently I realized that in my unhealthy state, sometimes I can realize these are unhealthy thoughts. These are healthy thoughts. Mm. And there's two full, there's two different ways that I've like, like two unhealthy ways that I've kind of approached these mm. lately is one is I've called it the abyss before. I do some writing sometimes and I I describe it as the abyss sometimes, like descending into the abyss. And one thing is the abyss is familiar and I know what's there. I know what's going to happen there. So it's easier Mm. in a way. I don't want to put up the effort that I know is going to take to not fall. Mm. And then going back to the, you know, feeling like being too hard on yourself is one thing that is really great about Tyler and his relationship is we're not afraid to, well, he's not afraid to call me out. I am too much of a, I don't want to hurt your feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of times, which is weird because I'm such a conflict aware person. Right. But he's, he's not, he's comfortable calling me out when he needs to. And he, I was being selfish not long ago and he called me out for being selfish, but he wasn't telling me you're a selfish person. Yeah. We talked, yeah, I talked about this, but I took it as a, you are a horrible self. And he wasn't even saying this. I want to clarify this. I want to make this very clear. He was not telling me that I was a horrible, selfish like, person, you have, but my brain you have took made it. a selfish choice in my selfish opinion. Decision. That is what he actually said. Exactly. <laughs> and he was right. It was selfish, <laughs> but my brain took it and said, you are a horrible, selfish human being who doesn't deserve happiness or love or yeah. life. The Tyler's and over there being like, I hate you and I don't what, love you, you horrible person. Literally, and he's not saying any of these things. He's literally just saying, hey, can like, this you not action, do my thing this again? This behavior that you're exhibiting to me is having <laughs> negative effects. <laughs> literally, but, but again, with the abyss, like I get in that mindset of you don't deserve love and affection or happiness, so you deserve the abyss. And then it's just the, I go to the abyss because that's what I deserve. And it's like so unhealthy, Oof. right? Because it's, then, then he's sitting there like, am I talking to a brick wall? Like, she on. 
Literally, like, like she gone. She, and she gone. And then it creates complexity because at that point, he's like, um, we need to be able to talk it, honestly about stuff without mm-hmm. you freaking out. But then it's like, well, but then, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Because it's... Because then it triggers his anxieties mm-hmm. and his because because that's the thing too like and that's why it's so important to like try to understand each other in and and each other's mental health and, and like, like obviously we're not perfect at it with each other you know through that and yourself and and with yourself that's oh my god really hard because it's so hard it's like I don't know like how many people are like me in that where it's like when something goes wrong like you immediately feel like what did I do to cause this. What could I have done? Like, how is this my mm-hmm. fault? Basically. And you start, lo- like, I start looking for reasons that it is my fault. And it's horribly unhealthy because nothing gets solved. Like, nothing gets solved. I just sit there in a pile of self-pity and self-hatred and depression. And I'm in the abyss and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fun. But, like, then he's he's sitting there, like, not okay either Mm -hmm. because it hurts him to see me Mm -hmm. hurting and that's something that was really hard for me to understand until recently of like when i'm in pain it hurts him when he's in pain it hurts. and that kind of goes to the drowning metaphor at the very beginning honestly exactly and you kind of talked about that recently we talked about that when we were talking not too long ago on the phone where like you kind of were having that weird space and time where you and chase were kind of realizing like hey, these decisions that you make, these things that you do, like the way, like when you're in pain, like that affects Mm -hmm. me too. And that is one of the hardest things I think about, I think to learn and to understand and to realize about being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because for the longest time I understood like my mental health, yeah, it affects my family, yeah, it hurts them. But I never thought about how, when I'm suffering the way that I am, I was always just used to like, I'm going to get through this. It's going to be like, eventually I might not know it right now, but like deep down, I know like I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to try. I'm going to eventually walk it off, maybe limp Mm -hmm. it off, you know, metaphorically. But now when I'm going through these, these anxiety attacks, these depressive episodes and Tyler is there, it is terrifying I know and he like I don't want to you know I don't want to go too far into it but he's experienced a little bit more of that recently and so I kind of finally got to see from his view Mm -hmm. what it's like when I'm and not to the extent that I do um yeah that 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 I go through him in pain or like hurting and seeing him because for anyone who has depression or has experienced depression you kind of you know this kind of empty look that you start giving people and that you start kind of having and he was he he had been having a bad week and he looked at me and I saw that look Mm -hmm. in his eyes you're like I've been there and I'd never realized how much it would hurt me because like because you love each other I because I love him and I like I don't want him to feel Mm -hmm. that way like I don't want any even people I don't love, I don't and want it's them to harder, feel that way. And it's harder because you know what it feels like. Like, oh, Exactly. Because it's like, no matter how much sometimes I wish that people that didn't understand could understand, I never you want never them to have to wish go through that. that upon it, someone. It it's so bad. It hurts. Like, 
I think the hardest part to to like explain I mean and you were talking about this earlier it affects you physically mm-hmm. very much so it does and and not even just like your brain is an organ let's let's get that like and it's sending signals to the rest of your body of there is something mm-hmm. wrong and your body's like what is it? How are we going to fix? Like, how can we make this better? And so then sometimes it releases the adrenaline, which is what panic attacks are. Yep. Like panic attacks, anxiety attacks. It's your body releasing adrenaline. Like what's going on? What do we need to fight? And it's like, Oh, it's us. (laughs) And my mom has dealt with my mental health for years. Mm -hmm. Your whole life kind of like (laughs) literally my whole life. Literally my whole life. And I knew that it hurt her because the night that I was hospitalized, she was the one that I called. And so I hurt her a lot that night. Not intentionally. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was terrifying for her. Um, There have been some other very low moments in my life uh, since then. One of them, like, I don't want to like get really dark, but um, it's not funny. This is not funny, but I, I joke about it now because four years ago, um, next month, actually, my parents, the house that they were living in at the time caught fire. And um, it's funny because my dad's a fireman. Right. Like, it's, it's not, not funny. funny. It's more like, but the, it's like the irony can be. The irony of like. It can be said. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a fireman. And. <laughs> And he was at the fire station in a different town where he worked. Oh, no. <laughs> and he gets a call. But anyway, okay, so that that overall was just, like, not a good day. Oh, yeah, that's so And awful. at the time, I was still slightly in contact with my ex, and we were kind of in this weird. And that was the day that I kind of made my revelation of, like, he didn't, if he did ever care about me, he definitely mm-hmm. doesn't now. And it was just a very low moment, and I had no one else in town. School hadn't, classes hadn't started back yet. It was my last year of undergrad. So he was, he was in town though. I knew he was in town and I was like, I was texting him and I was basically like, Hey, I just got some really bad news. Can we meet? Like we used to go to Cane's a lot. So I was like, can we meet at Cane's? And I just need to talk or I just need to like be in the presence of another person. Like, please. Mm -hmm. And I had called him and basically the call, he, he declined the call and I had texted him like twice just being like, please, like you're the only friend that I know of that's in town right now. And it was basically just like a, I, the, the text response that I got was, I'm busy with someone else. You're fine. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of broke yeah. me. You're like, well. Because this was about. There we go. I'd made strides. I'd made so many strides because this was the summer after my hospital mm-hmm. uh, visit. And I was talking to my mom a little bit later and like, I remember being on the phone with her. And sorry, this is getting dark. But I remember being on the phone with her and telling her, Mom, I don't, I like, I'm not trying to put more on you, but I need to tell someone this of the only reason that I'm still breathing is because I can't do anything more to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you just lost your house. You have had a really bad year all around. I can't put more on your plate right mm-hmm. now. But, like, imagine my mom. Yeah. 
standing in the front yard of the house that has just burned down, talking to her daughter that is four and a half hours away, who has had a lot of trouble that year, saying, Mom, who is like, the only reason I'm still alive. Suicidal. So, yeah. And I, <laughs> yes. So, like, pain makes us, it, it, like, almost, like, biologically, we turn inward. It makes us focus on ourselves to try and fix it. So therefore, mm-hmm. I don't mean this in a bad way, but track with me. Pain makes us selfish. Pain, and okay, pain because does make we us have selfish, to like try and take here. care of ourselves. It's it's actually like it's legit. It turns you into a different and so person. Pain, let's be real, is like it's so active. But that means that therefore relationships with other people are going to be difficult because love. Um, when we care about someone, like, that means when they're in pain, um, they don't have, like, the capacity necessarily to, like, think about how it's affecting you in a, in kind, you know what I mean? Like, kinda. And so it just gets the same really time. complicated. And, but also to understand, like, how our stuff affects other people is really, really important. Because it's so weird. Okay, because I've I thought about this before. Because it's like these two different. It's two sides of the same coin of feeling selfish. Because mm. track with me. There's here some for a second. productive because then, stuff, and like, then there's one productive. Like, like, like you and I like have this thing of like, oh no, I'm hurting someone else. Look at it. Like, I don't know if you go the same oh, route I as I do. Like, I'm hurting them. So like, this is all my oh, fault. Yeah. So like, it pushes me further. My brain goes. But there. then there's this. I try to stop it, but my brain goes there. Because then it's like, I don't want to be selfish, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm hurting them. And so it pushes me in this weird circle. But then it's like, when I'm on the outside, it's like, I feel selfish for feeling the pain and wanting to be like, hey, I'm in pain too. Because it's like, they're going through so much, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it, it's so weird. Cause it's, cause, and that's another thing of like, I get so mixed up in like the identity mm-hmm. stuff. Of like, because I've been selfish, it means that I am. am. And so then it's like my fear of being selfish, like, kind of turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy, Mm -hmm. which happens with a lot of things in my life. But it, it, yeah, yeah, like basically, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, no, 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 no. no. I didn't have anything productive to say. But I was going to say that Chase was. saying one time he was like I feel like you have been he was like saying something that I had that he thought that I'd kind of okay let me back up he was like (laughs) geez I convoluted quick um he was like I feel as though in this one like area like you have been kind of potentially more negative than I think you need to be in your thoughts and I think that that kind of hurts me a little bit um like, he said it in a longer way, but that was essentially the gist of it. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, my brain is going down, like, all of this, everything that I've been thinking about, everything that we have just been talking about for, like, however long, like an hour. I was like, I'm a terrible person. It's all my fault. Like, my brain. Literally, you shut down. Like, mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, I'm noticing that, though, that I wanted to just being like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Wah! And I noticed that, and I was like, okay, wait, 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 okay. I know that's how, what you want 
that's what you want to say and that is what your brain is really really wanting to think right now but that is not productive and that's also not what he's saying and like um so then I was like I was like kind of trying to tell him I was like okay here's what my brain's trying to do right now it's it's trying to be like you're a terrible person and I'm trying to combat it I was like and then the other thing is um I don't what you're saying that like I'm doing I think is probably true and that's like kind of what hurts about it um is that like yeah like you're right and but that's that I don't want to feel that way I don't want Mm -hmm. to be negative about this situation, like more negative than I should be. I don't want to be overly critical um, and overly negative. Like I want to, I don't want to feel those things. Like, and I don't want to make you feel this way. And he goes, yeah, cause you're a good person. (laughs) 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 I just died. Cause I was like, Oh, like he's saying, like, of course you don't want to hurt me. That's not what I was saying. (laughs) Like, of course not. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it made me feel so much better. But, like, he knows that that's not how I want to feel. You know what I mean? That those feelings that I'm experiencing that, like, do affect him. I hope this isn't too convoluted. Like, I hope you're tracking. But, like. No, I'm tracking. um, I'm tracking completely because we think we so said, I get like, oh, who knows if anyone else is. But yeah, like that that affects him and that affects like how he's thinking. But like that, of course, he doesn't he doesn't think that I'm a bad person. He doesn't. And that's and sometimes. Like, oh. <laughs> sometimes that's like really what that's what I needed to hear. to hear in that moment for sure. Yeah, because like you feel like a horrible person and all these because other we things, don't but want to hurt other like, people of course we don't exactly. but that's the point is that like because only psychopaths want to exactly. like truly just spend all of their time so hurting other people so it's so good to think about that <laughs> you know <laughs> what i'm thinking about the text that i sent you like two oh, weeks yeah. ago of claire i think i'm a sociopath yeah so that's friends <laughs> carol got on to me so hard for that good by the way. I'm glad she did, because gracious me, <laughs> dear listeners, this I is was... the sort of state that Kimmy has been in, you know, like when she says, like, I've been kind of in a bad place recently. It's stuff like this. <laughs> like, she convinces herself that she is worthless and, like, deeply, deeply flawed and might be a sociopath or something. And I was like, I remember the first part of my text and response was like kind of a joke, which is terrible <laughs> considering. But I was like, only <laughs> like, uh, like if yes, because a sociopath, sociopath would, would tell me that you're yeah, a sociopath. Like a sociopath would never be thinking. Maybe I'm a sociopath. Oh no! <laughs> like, what are you well, doing? Because literally, that's literally what Carol said too. Because like, then, because my so response off. to like, because my response to you saying that was, what if I'm using that? this as a deflection oh tactic God. to convince you that I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> and, and like, I wish I could have recorded Carol's expression while oh I was gosh, saying like these things. Because she was just like, she was like continuously, like it was just this, this, this evolution of like, well, yeah, Claire's right. And then like me telling her what I was thinking and saying, and she was like, 
Like just but the that's look the of thing like, is that like your brain so desperately wants to be like you're a terrible person. Like it it is crazy. Because that's the only like, reason that this would it, be happening. It affected me so much. Like I realized like how like in that moment and just that Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 not that. I'm talking about Okay, I'm good. sorry. No, not to be confusing. <laughs> no, it's okay. I I was just like, I'm no, no. sorry. Um in the in the <laughs> thing I was talking about earlier with the conversation with Chase. It was crazy, like, how hard my brain took off. Like, it it went boom, zero to 60 in that direction. And, like, I am in a pretty healthy spot. And I was having really a are. very calm conversation. Like, and it was insane how I was, like, like, how fast and how quickly and how extreme my thoughts went to try to like say that this is because I am like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst kind of thing. Um, and so you're like, and wait a second. <laughs> and, and, and for anyone listening who does not know Claire, I really need you to know Claire is like my standard <laughs> for like a human. Like if someone doesn't like Claire, I just know that they're not a good person. <laughs> like, Jeez, man. because I have not met a decent person who does not like Claire. Yeah. To uh, do like, your thing of maybe I've just tricked everyone into, into believe, like, because I'm such a people pleaser and so deeply flawed that I have to have everyone like me all the time. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, we can do Listen, it. We can do it. I would... I would only agree with that if I hadn't met with your met your parents and your family before mm. and how your entire family like <laughs> By the way, cuz we I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How like I was going to get with Olivia and like scheme mm-hmm. with her and I don't have her phone number so I was telling you this like I messaged her through Facebook Messenger. <laughs> And she messaged me Oh, did me she? Back. Because I forgot to tell her. This is my sister we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> she, she messaged me back, and she was like, oh, I shared her Pinterest board with myself, so I'll keep you updated. <laughs> and her, her response was like, yes, I do like to scheme. Yes, <laughs> I do like to scheme, she says. And it's just like, she's like so, like, she's so like mm-hmm. you. In her weirdness, but she hides it oh, so much I know. better. We're like the same, but complete opposites. That's just how it is. I, um, I love it. Yes. I, th- yeah. I think we're out of time. I think we are too. Um, but this has been, again, crazy. Um, we went off on many tangents, but basically the moral of the story is... Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> but basically the moral of the story is just like... I think that it's really important to remember to be kind to yes. yourself, which is something that Carol says yes. to me all the time. Um, even when the times in the times that it's the hardest, but because it's the, it's that weird balance of be realistic with mm-hmm. yourself, but also be kind yes. to yourself. Don't be yes. too hard on yourself, yes. but also remember if you're in a relationship or if you're potentially in a relationship or anything like that, your partner's human too. Mm-hmm. And your partner has feelings and they have their mental health battles that you probably don't completely understand. And you probably never will completely understand them just because they're a different person and I don't completely understand my own mental health struggles there's been a lot there's been a lot of changes in the last year alone like I realized 
while we were talking, I was like, man, when was the last time I was like fully okay? Hmm. And it was a well, while ago. are we are we ever? Are we ever really okay? But I, like, I know the last mean, time though. that I could classify of like I'm in a good place, and like I am in a good place, like right now, like you and I have been talking about getting better, but. It's, it's hard. I think that's another You've area. You've also had a lot of changes. You need to be kind yeah. to yourself. So be kind to yourself because it's it's always going to be kind of a roller coaster because um, that's how mental health is. Woo. And, and as we interact yeah. with others around us, um, have like grace for them, have grace for yourself, and do your best. That's all you can do. Because life is never going to work out the way nope. that you want it to, the way that you think it's and going that's okay. to. And a relationship, a good relationship that is worth it, is 100% effort from both sides all the time. For sure. Like, now, feasibly, that's not a thing. But, like, it's work from both sides. And anyone who tells you that relationships are not work, they're lying to you. Because that's what... That's what it is. That's part of, like, what makes the relationship worth it. Is you're working hard together, so... Um, this has been anxiety, depressions in the real. In the yep. <laughs> yep. You heard me. Uh, thanks for listening to us rant and rave and talk about random stuff. Eventually, we have tons of people. Like we talked about relationships today. I talk about Tyler all the time. We've had tons of people, including Tyler. I don't know if Chase would ever be interested. But Tyler has said he wants to. He'd want to like join our conversation at Ooh, some yes. point. Um, I have a few friends that have said that they'd love to talk about those kinds of things. We originally talked about having like a state debate of like what is the best state. Mm-hmm. Chase might be willing to get Ooh, in on yeah, that. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'd have to like actually start researching oh, stuff I know. for that one. Like it'd be a hardcore. But like plenty of friends, like there's tons of stuff. There are tons of topics that we could talk I about. I love it. I'm really looking forward Guest to this. Episodes. So thanks for listening, thanks guys. For listening. Uh, we'll, we will see you. You'll hear us next time. It was fun. Have a good day, night. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)